Welcome to Positively 365, a podcast by Joe Wattis. We wish to entertain, instruct, and motivate. If nothing else, hopefully we can entertain and inspire you to live a more positive life 365 days a year. We hope you enjoy this message. Late one night, a burglar broke into a house that he thought was empty. He stealthily crept through the lounge and was stopped dead in his tracks when he heard a loud voice clearly saying, Jesus is watching you. Silence returned to the house, so the burglar crept forward again. Jesus is watching you, the voice rang out again. The thief stopped dead again. He was frightened out of his wits. Frantically, he looked all around. In a dark corner, he spotted a birdcage, and in the cage was a parrot. He asked the parrot, Was that you who said Jesus is watching me? Yes, said the parrot. The burglar breathed a heavy sigh of relief and asked the parrot, What's your name? Ronald, said the bird. That's a stupid name for a parrot, sneered the burglar. What idiot! named you Ronald. The parrot said, the same idiot who named the Rottweiler Jesus. The secret of health for both mind and body is not to mourn for the past, worry about the future, or anticipate troubles, but to live in the present moment wisely and earnestly. Living in the present moment means no longer worrying about what happened in the past and not fearing what will happen in the future. It means enjoying what's happening right now and living for today. Choosing to live in the past or the future not only robs you of enjoyment of today, but it also robs you of truly living. The only important moment is the present moment. With that goal in mind, this episode of Positively 365 will talk about living in the present. But first, we have our trivia question. Are you ready for it? Here it is. What is the term for the speed that a rocket needs to be traveling to break free of the Earth's gravity? We will have the answer when we come back. Did you know the answer to today's trivia question? The question is, what is the term for the speed that a rocket needs to be traveling to break free of the Earth's gravity? The answer is escape velocity. Once a rocket reaches that escape velocity speed, it is able to break free of the Earth's gravitational pull. Now you know. Once upon a time, a poor peasant heard that the princess of his country was looking for a husband. The old king was getting very old, and the kingdom was starting to desperately look for an heir. So the peasant set out for the princess's hand in marriage. When he arrived at the palace, 
he found out that he will have to compete with several other peasants to prove his worth as the next king. The night before the competition, he went to buy some food. You look worried, young man. Yeah, tomorrow I will be competing for the princess's hand in marriage. Of course I'm worried. When it's done, then I'll be able to relax. And the next day comes, and the peasant competes with the others in a long day of traditional disciplines devised to test his worth as the next king. The disciplines include such gems as throwing pitchforks into moving targets and taming an angry boar with his bare hands and a length of rope. That's quite a ridiculous way to choose the next king, I know, but hey, it was the tradition. And the peasant emerges victorious in the competition, and everyone celebrates. The princess rewards him with a kiss, and they retire to the princess's private chambers. You look worried, my dear. Yeah, I know. What's wrong? You just won my hand in marriage. Yeah, I can still not quite believe it. When we're standing together at the altar a week from now and say our vows, then I will finally believe it and be able to relax and be happy. A week passes, the marriage takes place, and the newly crowned prince retires to his private chambers with the princess. You look worried, my husband. Yeah, I would really love to help the people of this country. Your old father is no longer able to rule properly. But my hands are tied. I can't do anything while he's still alive. When he dies, then I will be able to help our people and I will be happy. A few months pass. The old king dies. The whole country mourns for a week and then goes about its business as usual. You look worried, my lord. Yes, there are unrests in the border regions. When I deal with those, after I have finished with those wars, then I will be happy. So he deals with all that unrest. And then a dragon attacks the country, and the new king bravely fights him off. And then plagues come, but the king smartly manages to contain them and to cure his people. And then there's drought, and then floods, and then fires and storms, locusts, invading armies. Eventually, the king finds himself on his own deathbed. The royal scribe comes to see him. You will soon die, my lord. Do you have any parting words of wisdom that you would like to share with the next generation? It's about bloody time. My whole life has been one catastrophe followed by another. When I die and enter the afterlife, then I will finally be happy. So many people focus on happiness ever after. After I get my degree, then I will be happy. After I start making $100,000 a year, then I will be happy. After I retire, then I will be happy. And like the peasant in the story, they end up chasing that ever-elusive happiness ever after. But they never actually reach it. 
There is no happiness in the in the after. The happiness is in the now. As the old saying goes, tomorrow never comes because when it comes, it is today again. Don't make the same mistake as that peasant turned king. Stop looking for happiness in the future and instead savor everything you already have in the now. Happiness is already with you. You just need to tap into it. I've got a quick little exercise you can do right now to get happy. I call it three simple things I love about blank. Just pick an area of your life, any area of your life. It could be your work, your family, your car, or the room you're in right now. Simply make a mental list of Three simple things I love about blank. I'll give you an example. Three simple things I love about my car. Number one, I love the way it handles the road. I can get a little beep when I stray out of the lane and the car actually corrects and steers back into the lane. Thankfully, this doesn't happen all that often, but it's a great safety feature to have, and I'm really happy about it. Number two, I love the way my car has a little button that I can push, which will give my seat lumbar support. When I combine that feature with the heating in the seats, it makes me drive totally relaxed and even turns my body into a limp noodle. Number three, I love that my windows have a little button that you can push and the window rolls down. My dad used to say that he will never be so lazy that he can't roll down his own car window. If you're too young to understand that reference or remember windows that you manually roll down, don't worry about it. All cars used to be made that way. Now, none of them are. I love the convenience of being able to just push a button and the window rolls down. So there it is. Three simple things I love about my car. That practice and exercise is a great quick exercise if you ever find yourself bored in traffic, or in the checkout line at the grocery store. It instantly annihilates the boredom and fills your life with happiness right then, right there. Do it now. Pick one area of your life and list three simple things that you love about it. There is no happiness in the after. So, enjoy the now. Peter was a young boy who could never live in the moment. When he was in school, he dreamed of being outside playing. When he was outside playing, he dreamed of his summer vacation, 
Peter constantly daydreamed, never taking time to savor the special moments that filled his days. One morning, Peter was out walking in a forest near his home. Feeling tired, he decided to rest on a patch of grass and eventually fell asleep. Only a few minutes of deep sleep, he heard someone calling his name, Peter, Peter, came the shrill voice from above. As he slowly opened his eyes, he was startled to see a striking woman standing above him. She must have been over a hundred years old, and her snow-white hair dangled well below her shoulders like a matted blanket of wool. In the woman's wrinkled hand was a magical little ball with a hole in the center, and out of the hole dangled a long golden thread. Peter, she said, this is the thread of your life. If you pull the thread just a bit, an hour will pass in seconds. If you pull harder, whole days will pass in minutes. And if you pull with all your might, months, even years, will pass by in days. Peter was very excited by this new discovery. I'd like to have it a try, if I may, he asked. The elderly woman quickly reached down and gave the ball with the magic thread to the young boy. The next day, Peter was sitting in the classroom, feeling restless and bored. Suddenly, he remembered his new toy. As he pulled a little bit of the golden thread, he quickly found himself playing in his garden. Realizing the power of the magic thread, Peter soon grew tired of being a schoolboy and longed to be a teenager, with all the excitement that phase of life would bring. So again, he held the ball and pulled hard on the golden thread. Suddenly, he was a teenager with a pretty girlfriend named Elise. But Peter still wasn't content. He had never learned to enjoy the moment and to explore the simple wonders of every stage of his life. Instead, he dreamed of being an adult. So again, he pulled hard on the thread and many years flew by in an instant. Now he found he was transformed into middle-aged he was an adult. Elise was now his wife, and Peter was surrounded by a household full of kids. But Peter noticed something else. His once jet-black hair had started to turn gray, and his once youthful mother, whom he loved so dearly, had grown old and frail. Yet Peter still could not live in the moment. He had never learned how to live in the now, so once again he pulled on the magic thread and waited for changes to appear. Peter now found that he was a 90-year-old man. His thick hair had turned white as snow, and his beautiful young wife, Elise, had also grown old and passed away a few years earlier. His wonderful children had grown up and left home to lead lives of their own, for the first time in his entire life, Peter realized that he had not taken the time to embrace the wonders of living. He had never gone fishing with the kids or taken a moonlight stroll with Elise. He had never planted a garden or read those wonderful books his mother had loved to read. Instead, he hurried through life running from one thing to the next, never resting to see all the good 
that he was passing along the way. Peter became very sad at this discovery. He decided to go out to the forest where he used to walk as a boy to clear his head and warm his spirit. As he entered the forest, he noticed that the little saplings of his childhood had grown into mighty trees. The forest itself had matured into a paradise of nature. He lay down on a small patch of grass and fell into a deep slumber. After only a minute, he heard someone calling out his name. Peter, Peter, cried the voice. He looked up in astonishment to see that it was none other than the old woman who had given him the ball with the magic golden thread so many years before. How have you enjoyed your special gift, she asked. At first it was fun, but now I hate it, he responded bluntly. My whole life has passed before my eyes without giving me the chance to enjoy it. Sure, there would have been sad times as well as great times, but I haven't had the chance to experience either. I feel empty inside. I've missed the gift of living. You are very ungrateful, said the old woman. Still, I will give you one last wish. I'd like to go back to being a schoolboy and live my life over again. Peter quickly responded. He then returned to his deep sleep. Again, he heard someone calling his name, and he opened his eyes. Who would it be this time, he wondered. When he opened his eyes, he was absolutely delighted to see his mother standing at his bedside. She looked young, healthy, and radiant. Peter realized that the strange woman from the forest had indeed granted his wish and he returned to his former life. Hurry up, Peter. You sleep too much. Your dreams will make you late for school if you don't get up right this very minute, his mother admonished. Needless to say, Peter dashed out of the bed and began to live the way he had hoped. He went on to live a full life, one rich with many delights, joys, and triumphs. But it all started when he had stopped sacrificing the present for the future and began to live in the moment. He lived in the now. Thank you for joining us today. Please consider taking a moment to like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can also connect with us and join the conversation on Facebook. Just search for Positively 365. We would love to hear from you. So, until next time, stay positive today and every day, 365 days a year.